It's Thursday, July 15th, 2021. My name is Mitchell Tulin, and this is The Daily Download. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure. Sound extraordinary. Today's Daily Download comes from XR Star 6. Amelia Kalman is joined by Sarah Tycho talking about extended reality and mental wellness. Sarah Tycho starts off talking about the ways that XR developers could start training with healthcare providers. Um, so I think that one of the first things we really need to do is like, like map out who is out there. So I think, yeah, one of our first big recommendations was just around like doing some landscaping analysis because there are so many people that are interested from very different perspectives. But I think what we've learned through this research so far in the work we've been doing the last few years is that it is very fragmented and how many you know startups are talking or working with the universities and how many artists are out there that are just making cool games that they feel like are you know fun relaxing experiences that could actually benefit from um uh, collaborating with with other people and i think this was some, something i found from another research pro- project a few years ago especially around the role of the arts and creative practice in vr around mental health was that people lots of games developers were making things that were almost accidentally therapeutic um i think a really good example of that was um a game called where thoughts go by a games designer called lucas risotto who has an amazing youtube channel as well called lucas builds a feature that i really recommend for people that are interested in in all things xr but it's a sort of um storytelling experience where you go through the game and you're asked different questions which starts from you know what did you always want to be when you grew up to by the end where it's like if you had a year left to live what would you do and just how it was like this beautiful tool for getting people to open up um and the kind of feedback that he got from people afterwards of how much they emotionally benefited from it to other psychologists saying like, have you thought about making this something that was clinically available? And so I think I remember speaking to him and he was saying, well, I'm an artist. I don't know how to do that. I just want to like make interesting things, but also there isn't that uh, opportunity to connect those people and give them the right um, place to develop things and, and scale it up if that was something that he wanted to do. But I think like our intention is going forward is to create a bit more of like a framework and like a pipeline that starts from how do you get scientists and and artists, you know, communicating and sharing sort of skills and knowledge to how do you fund that work and get people in the same place, able to uh, obtain the money to like make pilots and, and sort of MVPs. Um, I think there needs to be like a clearer process of how you then are able to scale that up because at the moment it's very fragmented in how you can publish these experiences. Like, you know, at the moment then it's not really possible to publish your medical VR experience on most, you know, common headset stores. Um, And thinking about like what a distribution model looks like for that and creating almost these virtual pharmacies where you can have an experience that has been, you know, developed in collaboration with all the people that need to be involved in that process to actually, you know, what are the guidelines to make sure this is safe and having a sort of clinical quality assurance thing around that? How do we protect patient safety and data? Because there is so much information that you can gather, which can be really helpful, but also, you know, if misused, like incredibly dangerous and problematic. Um, and so one of our partners, for example, on the report was the XR Safety Initiative. They're doing some really good work around developing standards. And so, again, we want to create like a clearer framework with how we can make sure that these 
these things are being safely created and 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 um and sort of released as well and so that ultimately there could be a point in the future where you go to your doctor and say this is going on for me and then they can either prescribe you a headset to to take up take at home or say you know your local library that this is available and you can do these exercises three times a week and we're already seeing that starting to happen so one of the examples we have in the report is um pulmonary rehab in virtual reality and this was the only pulmonary rehab therapy that continued happening throughout the pandemic because they were able to send these headsets to people at home and they could do their exercises every single day when before that hand they would have to wait three months for that referral and then they would go twice a week which obviously isn't as as regular as, as being able to do it you know every day at home as well so I think there's some really good opportunities for this but I think it, we really have found that through this report that we need to get tech companies, uh, universities, hospitals, everyone working together and being able to create this sort of common language and a framework that, that we can all work together. So we're excited to keep on developing that in the future. Thank you for listening to today's daily download. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe and comment on iTunes and also check out all the other fine programming we have here at AV Nation at avnation.tv, avnation.tv. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.